Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So seven weeks ago, we've already been seven weeks, we started a new series titled No Vacancy. You ready, ready to receive some more this morning? <laughs> There's more to get in this series, I tell you. There is more to get. But the thing is, of course, there is always more to get, right, from the Word. Always more. Don't ever think you've, you've, you've reached the pinnacle. Amen? No one has reached the pinnacle <laughs> of revelation from God, of revelation of the Word. Come on. I think for all eternity, we're going to be growing and learning and growing and learning. And wow, God. Come on. So there's more to get today. There's more to get from this series. So don't get impatient, right? You know, the flesh is, have you noticed the flesh is very impatient? The flesh wants to get the lunch. The flesh, the flesh, the flesh. Ooh. The flesh doesn't want to wait. Have you noticed? <laughs> That's why we got, everything's five minutes nowadays, right? The five minute microwave meal. Five minutes. Give me five minutes. <laughs> Come on now. The flesh doesn't like to wait. I tell you what, if you're going to receive from God, you're going to have to wait on him. Because God is not on a five-minute clock. <laughs> God is not on a five-minute clock. No, 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 no. Some of the best times I've ever had with the Lord is when I just said, I'm here for you, Lord, and I'm just going to worship you. And then you praise him, and you pray, and you praise, and you look at the word, and you praise, and you pray. Come on now. And the clock is not a, a subject to be looked at. Hello? The clock should not rule our lives. When the clock rules our lives, we are impatient and we are going to miss something. Guaranteed. We're going to miss something if we're ruled by the clock because impatience causes people to miss out on many, many blessings. Come on now. Remember, patience is a fruit of the Spirit, right? Come on, we're supposed to be long, we can, we can hold out a long time. Oh man, I've heard Christians say, you know, oh, I'm just not a patient person. I'm like, uh, uh, no, wrong answer. <laughs> I, I'm just not a, I, you know, I just, I can't, I can't do that, can't do that. Uh, well, for example, right, we've had people, I can't, I can't do that uh, hour sermon or, or hour and a half sermon, I can't do that. I'm like, what? The most important thing of the week is hearing the Word of God. Getting in the Word of God, uh, fellowshipping with the body, you can't do it. What? Come on. The flesh. Oh, no, I got to get going. <laughs> Nowadays, it's ADD, right? You know, current, we were watching an ad for some ADD drug, you know, for kids, and you're like, just send the kids outside to play. That's what we did. Now they just got drugs for everything. Oh, you, you, you got a little pain? Here's a drug. You got a little of this? Here's a drug. You got that? Here's a drug. You got this? Here's a drug. Guess what? Most all those drugs aren't even needed. I'll say it again. Most of all of the drugs are not needed. 
Are there some good ones that have helped people? Well, absolutely. I was, I had pneumonia. I almost said pneumonia. That's what pneumonia. That's what Karen called it when she was young. They called it, well, she called it that. You know, she didn't understand the word, so she said pneumonia. I had pneumonia when I was like, I don't know, 13, somewhere in there. And I took penicillin, and guess what? I got better. Thank God. Penicillin was around. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the doctors have tried to put me on things. I'm like, I ain't taking that. Nope, not going to do it. Well, you need to. No, I'm not going to take that. Why would I need that? Well, you need it. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't need it. <laughs> Come on now. Impatience. We're talking about impatience, right? Missing out on the blessings of God. Come on, you want to get what you're supposed to get today? You want to hear from heaven today? We're going to, amen, we prayed. We're going to hear. We're not going to rush off to lunch, are we? <laughs> All right, let's start in Ephesians chapter 4. This is where we've been quite a bit, right? Ephesians 4. We should have some of this memorized by now, right? Ephesians 4, we're starting 25 this week. Now, of course, right before this, we read this before. He says, put off the old man, put on the new man. Right? And then he goes into this about verse 25. He goes into this because he said, put away the old man uh, and put on the new man. He says, therefore, because I said, put off the old man, put on the new man, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Now, we've been talking about this, but of course the devil is a real spiritual being. If you don't recognize that yet, mm, he is not a, he is not a fan, fantasy character. The devil is a real spiritual being. God is a spirit. The devil is a spirit being. He was an angel that fell. Lucifer fell from heaven because he rebelled against God. And that many angels went with him, right? The fallen angels. And they're all spiritual beings. They're all real beings. The devil is not a big scary monster as Hollywood portrays him to be. He is a fallen creature. And when we see him in the end, we're going to say, that's the one that deceived the nations? Hello. He's been defeated by Jesus. He's not a big scary monster. But we need to know how he works. And we're discovering a lot in this series. And part of that right here is we have to give place to the devil to work in our lives. We are the ones who allow him in. We are the ones who open up a door. That's why we need the no vacancy sign up on our house, on our physical house, but on this house, on our property. Come on, wherever you are, wherever you go, you say, you got no vacancy here, devil. Come on now. He says, don't give a place to him. Don't give him opportunity and don't open up a room for him. Don't leave a light on for him like Motel 6. We're not leaving the light on for you, devil. We're putting up the no vacancy sign and we're turning the lights off for you. Because <laughs> you're not welcome. You're not welcome, devil. Now, many people blame God for all their problems. And, and that is a sad reality, even in church going people. 
But we are never to blame God. We, we are never to blame Him for evil. We are never to blame Him for bad. Never. If you have, repent. Never blame God for evil. Never blame Him uh, for the bad things in our lives. The problems in our lives are due to sin and the evil one. You can trace every problem back to sin and the evil one. Being the devil, of course. So God is never to be blamed. Many do it all the time. I've heard it many times from Christians' mouths. And I say, no. No. And I've had people get mad at me. And I've had people walk out. And I've had all kinds of things happen. Because I will stand up for the word of God every time. I will stand up for what God said. I will stand up for the truth from God's word every time. And I've had so many people tell me their sad story that, was, that they blamed on God. I said, no, that's not God at all. It has nothing to do with God. You could have done something to get in that position or the evil one came in and you didn't stand against him. You didn't resist him. So you opened up the door and allowed him in. Come on, he, even, even Job, people love to go to Job. The, they quote one verse out of the, one, one person out of the Bible, and they say, well, what about Job? And they have to say it real religiously like that. And what, a, what about Job? I say, well, Job even said, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. Door was wide open because he was not, living with the faith at that moment in time, he was fearing. Hello? If you fear something, if you're fearing, oh, you're opening the door up. That's a, that's a, we haven't even covered that topic yet. We've covered a lot of topics in this series. But if we, if, we are moving, if we are moved with fear over faith, we are opening the door up because the devil loves to move in when there's fear. But I tell people, don't watch horror movies. The devil's just planting seed in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. And they say, ah, it's just a horror movie. It's no big deal. Christians. I say, do what you want. But the evil one wants to get fear into you. And so he wants to plant fear so he can move in. Hello. You wake out there? We need some coffee. Don, get out the coffee. <laughs> Start passing the, pa passing the uh, coffee thermos around. Come on. We have authority over the enemy. Amen? Amen? We don't have to let him rule in our lives. We don't have to give in to his lies. The enemy should not have a place. No vacancy. Now, let's look at James 4. We've talked a little bit about this one also. Uh, but like I said, there's always more to give. James 4, 6, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We talked a lot about humility. I think it was last week. Humility. Humility submits to God completely. Therefore, submit to God, which he says right after that, right? He says, if you're going to be a humble person, he's saying, submit to God. And then resist the devil. <laughs> Then, come on, first submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. we got to first submit, and that takes humility. 
God gives grace to the humble, therefore submit to God. Oh man, it takes humility to submit. Ooh! Has anybody been there? It takes a lot of humility to submit. When you submit to your employer, right? When you submit. The Bible says even submit to your spiritual leaders. Well, many people won't, won't submit. They won't, they won't tithe. They won't attend church. They, 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 won't, they won't pray in tongues no matter how many times I say, this is a huge blessing for you. Get this gift immediately. ASAP. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't really like that. Too bad. <laughs> Lonnie's my too badder. I don't like that. Too bad. Read the word. Amen. Do the word. Read the word. Do the word. Read the word. Do the world. Right? We said last week, the most intelligent person in any room is the one that is entirely submitted to God. I don't care if there's someone in here who has 10 doctorate degrees. If they are not submitted to him, I'm much smarter. <laughs> Come on now. Whatever room I go into, if, if I'm the only one submitted to God in there, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Come on now. I don't care how intellectual people seem to be. I could care less. Because, could, could not care less. Thank you, Judah. I could not care less. He always corrects me on that one because I say it wrong. I could care less. I could not care less because he, 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 he makes you smart when you submit to him. Come on now. I, I, I think it's good to get education. Amen. I got education. But that education you know, is not to replace God. And in many minds it has. Many minds it has replaced God. Well, I no longer believe it. You know how many people go to college and come out atheists? Happens all the time. Why? Because they got so smart, they no longer need God. I'm so smart now, Ivan. I have a bachelor's degree. Yippee skippy. I have, I have two doctorates now. I am so smart. No, you're only smart if you're submitted to him. The only way to get smart. Obedience to God is the highest level of intelligence that there is. Intelligence. Right? Obedience to God is the highest level of intelligence you will ever find. Jesus was the highest level of intelligence that has ever walked this earth. Hello? He has the highest level of intelligence for anyone. Why? Because he was fully submitted to him. Amen? We are able to resist the devil once we are submitted. Right? Don't, don't tell me you can't stand against the devil. Why? Because God said to resist the devil. If he said to do it, then we do it. We do what God said to do. We stand against the enemy. How many times do we stand against the enemy? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We stand against the enemy. We resist, we resist the enemy. Amen? There are two prayers God cannot answer. God cannot do what he has already done, such as, here's an example, such as make you more than a conqueror. You don't pray, Father, make me more than a conqueror. Why? Because you are. You are. So you don't say, Father, make me more than a conqueror. He's already done it. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror. So you say, thank you, Father, that I am more than a conqueror. 
So you don't pray on something God's already done. We could, we could list many things that God's already done for us. He's already made us. Amen. But we don't pray about those things. And also, we do not pray, or our God cannot do what he told you to do. Which goes with what we're saying right now. He told us to resist the enemy. He told us to resist. He doesn't resist him for us. We resist him. And so many people want to lay it off on God. People lay a lot of stuff off on God. But God says, resist the enemy. He didn't say, pray that the devil stops bugging me. Paul actually prayed that, remember? Paul said, remove the thorn. The devil was bugging him big time. He was being persecuted everywhere he went. And God said what? My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is sufficient, Paul. I am strong enough for you, Paul. You can do it, Paul, because my grace is on your side. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we stand against the devil. We resist the enemy. You don't need to pray about it. You need to do it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's a big answer. That's a big answer. Now, let's look at 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. We talked about a little bit about this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Oh, do we hear resist again? Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Come on, we're all going through it. <laughs> People think they're in a special boat. No, no, we're all, we're all facing the enemy. We're all supposed to resist the enemy. And the devil is coming to devour someone. And guess what? You don't have to be one who's devoured. We don't have to be one. That's some good news, right? You have the choice whether you want to be devoured. He's walking about seeking someone to devour. He may devour. He may devour. Say, I'm not a may devour person. Hello? I'm not one of those he may devour. I'm not one. Why? Because I'm going to resist him. Amen. Come on. Our job is to never stop resisting the enemy. Because the enemy is coming. Hello? He is coming with deception. He is coming with temptation. Has anyone been there? What do we do? We never Quit resisting him. As soon as we quit resisting, guess what? He wins. Hello? That's why I said, I think I said a couple weeks ago. The Christian has no downtime. No. Yeah, you relax in the natural. That's fine. But I'm talking about a spiritual, you're always in a spiritual battle. You're always on alert. That's why in all these verses, it even talks about being alert, being vigilant. Why? Because the devil is a coming and we don't know when he's going to show up to try and trick us, to try and deceive us, to try and get us down on the wrong track. And so we are not to be, oh, well, I don't need to worry about the devil today. No, if we quit resisting, then he wins and we are not quitters here. That was weak. Tammy's my amener. We are not quitters. 
We are winners. We are champions. We are victorious saints. We are overcomers here. That was still a little weak. I mean, I heard like maybe 20% of you. <laughs> Let's try it again. We, we are victorious saints. Amen. We are overcomers. Amen. We are champions. Amen. We are winners. Amen. That was much better. Thank you. Come on now. We're not quitters here. No, 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 no. No, not at all. Now. Let's go into Ephesians here. We haven't talked about Ephesians in, in, in great detail, but we've covered a little bit of it. Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Remember, the grace of God was sufficient for Paul, right? The, strong, the strength of God was there for Paul. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ooh. God's arm never wears out, right? My arms wear out pretty quick. If I'm out, oh man, I was out weed eating uh, the hill down here to get my signs back up, and I'm like, boo, my arms are tired. <laughs> but God's arms never wear out. Come on, he could weed eat all day long, and all night long, and all day long, and all night long. Come on. He could, he could keep going. Why? Because his arm of strength is never going never gonna to forsake you. His arm of strength will always come through for you. Come on, if we rely on his arm. Right, be strong in the Lord because he's got enough power for all of us. He's got enough power for every person on earth. He's got enough power to put everyone over if they look to him, if they submit to him. He's got enough power to put everyone over. Amen. Thank you for that one amen. <laughs> Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, we aren't going to get in depth on the armor right now. I did a whole series on the armor, but don't get all caught up on the armor. Those are truths that we need to learn in there. And one of the things we need to learn, uh, we're going to talk a lot about today is truth. Put on the belt of truth, right? So the devil is wily. We've talked a little bit about that. The devil is wily, which means he is tricky and he is cunning. And if you don't think so, mm, you're ready for deception. Now, many, many people try to see the devil with their physical eyes. They look for a, look for a red suit and a pitchfork. <laughs> but we're not to look for the devil with our eyes, not our physical eyes, right? Why? Because we're in a spiritual battle. We discern, we had a, I had a whole message in this series, vo discern the voice. We discern things with our born-again spirit man. We got to know on the inside when we're being tricked by Satan. I'll say it again. We need to know on the inside when we're being tricked by Satan. Come on now. That, I, I'll tell you what. Some crazy things will come across your path. Some crazy things will show up. And a lot of times it will look really good. I had something the other day that I was like, they, they, a Christian <laughs> said something to me. And I'm like, inside, inside, I said, that's a trap. 
They were trapping me. <laughs> I don't care who says it. I don't care who comes to me. I am going to discern the voice. I told you, I've told you many times in this series already. I don't care what preacher you listen to. I don't care if he's got 100,000 people in this church. You better be a listening to the Holy Spirit. You better tune in with the inside man. You better tune in with the born again spirit man. Because a lot of times it'll look all shiny on the outside, but it's not. We talked a lot about that already. The Bible even says, I think, well, 2 Corinthians 11, I think, or 1 Corinthians 11, I forgot. I read it, we read it a couple weeks ago. That Satan transforms into an angel of light and he transforms as a minister of righteousness. His ministers become ministers of righteousness. And we talked a lot about that. False prophets, false teachers, people in the church, people teaching the word of God are not teaching the truth. And people are being deceived all the time. Hello? We are to look for, not, not, not for Satan showing up with a red man. You, someone someone you, you think, well, that's a good Christian. Someone walks up to me you think is a good Christian. I'm looking on the inside. I'm looking to discern the voice. Peter spoke directly from Satan himself to Jesus. Anybody can be used by the enemy. I've said this in the series several times. Anybody can be used by the enemy. Anybody. And they can speak things into your life, pour poison into your life. Some well-meaning Christian <laughs> comes into your life and says, do, 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 do. And you say, ooh, that was straight out of the pit of hell. Come on, have me many times. Many times I've said, Red alert, flags, red flags going off. Why? Because I'm looking on the inside. I'm looking for deception. I'm looking for trickery because I know the devil is wily and he's not going to show up with a, in a red suit and a pitchfork. He's going to show up with someone that looks all good. Pastor, I want to tell you something. Okay, go ahead and tell me. But I'm not, I'm not just going to take that in. Amen. I am going to be listen, listening, listening to the born again spirit on the inside of me. Listening to that Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Listening for that inside voice, that inside man to say, nope. Or, yep. <laughs> Red light, green light. <laughs> I know, minister, he was telling a story how is in a, well, he's a pastor. And he, this, this, uh, uh, well, it turned out to be a Ponzi scheme. But <laughs> this big investment rolled through the church. And all of these people were going to invest their money in this big investment that was going to pay off, right, for everybody. It was going to pay off big. You heard those before? And he said, we were ready to invest, pastor and his wife. We were ready to invest. We were ready. And I was going into the meeting to invest and I kneeled down one more time and I said, Father, is this you? And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, I have never said anything about that to you at all. He got up from there and he left. Bye-bye. 
In other words, God did not give him no green light. And everybody else lost all of it. Everything they put in, it was gone. Ponzi scheme. Come on up. You, <laughs> I'm sure it looked really good too, right? Everybody's going to make, man, everybody's going to make a million bucks on this. Come on, get in, get in now. You got to get in now. That's always a clue. That's a clue right there, isn't it? Get in now. <laughs> Don't you love it at the used car lot? Oh. I'm telling you what, the deals today, it's right now. I'm giving you a deal on this car right now. Tomorrow it's not available. But the deal is good right now. And you're like, <gasps> That's time to, I've done it. I've walked off the lot. I'm like, bye-bye, see ya. He already had my information. Guess what he did the next day? He called me. He said, well, really, we can go lower. Oh, oh, you can go lower now. Oh, okay, bye-bye. Don't want to deal with that guy. Come on now. Trickery, lies, deceit. It's straight from the enemy. And the devil is coming to us not in, a, not in a red suit with a pitchfork. He's coming in thoughts. He's coming in feelings, feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Had to sing it for long. He's coming with thoughts. He's coming with feelings. He's coming with imaginations. That's why the Bible says, cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Come on. When the thought, the imagination comes in that you know, oh, that's not God, that's not God, zoom, cast it down. Come on. Really, the most dangerous thing happening every day on this earth is lies from the enemy. Hello. I said the most dangerous thing happening on this earth is lies from the enemy. Millions of people are deceived daily on this planet. Millions of people choose to be Deceived daily. <laughs> Did you hear me? Choose to be. Choose to be. Why? They, they listen to junk. They watch junk. They believe lies. And they choose Satan. Over God. Every day. It happens all the time. All the time. And religious deception is the greatest deception happening. We've talked a little bit about that, right? The devil loves to work through religious people. He loves to use ministers to deceive people. I'll tell you what, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just because a minister said it does not mean it's true. Just because you heard it in church does not mean it's true. Just because the pastor said it does not mean it's true. That's why I say you, you don't just, don't, you don't need to take what I say. Go, go research it in the scriptures. Go look at it in the scriptures. Get it for yourself. Amen. Come on. Don't underestimate the trickery of the evil one. He is a master of deception. He has been fooling people since man was created. And he's been around. We don't know how long the devil's even been around. We know he was kicked out of heaven. He know, we know he was Lucifer. But how long was he the worship leader? We don't know. How long was he here before man got here? We don't know. We know there was chaos on the earth from Genesis. That's a good sign that he was probably here. <laughs> the devil was here. 
And he has been around a long time. And so we think with our, our little bit of knowledge, we've been here a few minutes on this earth, we think, ooh, we are smart. Oh, no, the devil's like, oh, I trick people every day. It's easy. It's child's play. It's child's play for the devil to trick people. Why, why could I go to almost, let's just say, let's just say the 2080 rule. Why could I go to 80% of houses on this peninsula and knock on the door and say, is Jesus your Lord? And 80% would go, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we have science now. Um, I'm sorry you're fooled by that Bible that you believe, but we are much smarter than that now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> he fools people all the time. It's easy. It is child's play for the devil to deceive someone. So don't think you can't be tricked. Ooh, we got to be aware how tricky he is, how wily he is. Now, let's look at Matthew 24. We're going to look a little bit at the end times here, which I believe we're in. Matthew 24, 3 says, Now as he, Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. <laughs> Don't you love that? So we learn in this passage, if you read down through there, that, that the end of the age, it, it, when the gospel is preached to all nations, the end will come. He says that right after this. And so he's warning us right here not to be deceived in the last times. Jesus, take heed that no one deceives you. I think we should listen to that. Amen? Amen. Jesus warns us about the end times. And Christians are being deceived right now. Come on. They're believing lives. They're being tricked right now as we speak. They're being deluded. And Christians are departing from the faith just as Paul said they would do. He said in the latter times, many would depart from the faith. I've had people, I've had Christians argue with me about that. I'm like, what? It's right there. Let's read it again. Paul said in the last days, many would depart from the faith. Come on now. It's happening. Why? People are being deceived. And why are Christians being deceived? We should not, we should not be deceived. Well, one good reason, or, or actually not good, but one reason is they're told lies in churches. Hello? Just because, like I said, just because it's said in church does not mean it's true. Just because the big name preacher said it, it does not. I've heard big name preachers say things that I'm like, I can't believe he just said that. Come on now. We got to test every spirit, right? First John 4, 1, test the spirits, test the spirits. Hello? Come on. We must be a skeptic about everything except the word. The word is good. Amen. It is good. Everything else is subject to skepticism. <laughs> Everything else is subject to skepticism. Everything. Well, no, you know, this book I was reading is really good. 
I mean, it was so good. It's subject to skepticism. Where was my amen? amen. <laughs> Everything is subject to skepticism, except this. And what do most people do? I'm really skeptical about that Bible. I mean, how could you trust that old book? Because now we have so much knowledge and, and so much science to back up our point of view. <laughs> oh, boy. A lot of times you guys don't know, but all these actual life examples are coming through my mind as I say things like that. And I can picture the person who said this to me, and I can picture, and I'm like, oh. Come on now. So, lies are being told in churches. Everything is subject to skepticism. And when, and when someone's quoting the Word of God to you, uh, make sure you, you study it for yourself. Amen? Study it for yourself. Secondly, Christians don't know the truth. I've said this before. I'll say it again. <laughs> Christians are woefully ignorant of the word. I said Christians are woefully ignorant of this. People that have been Christians for years don't know hardly anything in here. That's sad. Why? Because part of our armor, which we, we won't go into the in-depth on the armor, but part of the armor is to know the truth, the belt of truth. we got to know the truth. we got to have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's in the armor too, right? we got the belt of truth. we got the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Jesus spoke the Word. It is written to combat the lies of the enemy who was quoting The enemy came to Jesus quoting this. <laughs> the enemy came to Jesus quoting the word of God. But Jesus didn't fall for it. Come on now. Because he had revelation of the word of God. It wasn't just head knowledge. It wasn't just a degree that he got from the school. It was in him. He was the word abided in him. And he said, if my words, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, whatever you ask will be done. Everything Jesus said came to pass. Everything. Why? Ooh, he was, he was the word, is the word of God. <laughs> he is the word of God. Come on. Woo. Come on. If we don't know the truth, we can't use it as a sword. And when he comes, even with scripture, we go, oh, let me cut that up a little bit like Jesus. It is written. Come on. Right. Remember Paul said, rightly divide the word of truth. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Paul said, rightly divide the word of truth. What does that mean? This can be divided. This can be thought of in many different ways. In fact, people even use the word of God to, to, to uh, justify their sin. 
well, the word, the word of God says this. So I can do that. <laughs> well, let me give you 10 more scriptures that cuts that up into little pieces. Amen? Woo. Woefully ignorant. We do not want to be woefully ignorant. Amen? Not around here. No, 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 no. That's why I say you got to know this all the time. You got to know the truth. If we don't know the truth, we are highly susceptible. Did I say it right? Susceptible. We are highly susceptible to deception when we don't know this. And we're living by our intellect and we're living by science. We are highly susceptible to deception. Real science backs this all up. You want to check out some good science, look at some creation scientists. Woo, amazing stuff. And they pull, it, they pull it right out of the word of God and say, look, God said it first. We just backed it up. Look, God said it first. We just backed it up. God said it first. We just backed it up. It's all in here. It's all in here. So today we're talking about knowing the truth. Because if, if, we, if we don't know this, really, truly know it, we are highly susceptible to deception. And we must be aware that the deceivers are coming our way in these last days. Jesus said, take heed that no one deceives you. Are you hearing me? Let's look at Acts. And we're going to talk more about knowing the truth right here. Acts 17, 11. You've heard of the Bereans before. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Did you see that Daily. They didn't just rely on what Paul said. They researched themselves daily in the scriptures, right? As far as they knew, right? I mean, yeah, Paul was just another preacher coming through town. And there's a lot of preachers going on now. Paul, Paul even mentioned there's so many preachers that some of them were doing, out of, doing it out of uh, uh, false pretenses. He knew they were false, but he said, at least Christ is being preached. So there's preachers running around town. There's preachers running around the place, some with good motives, some with bad. So they're searching it out for themselves. Woo! Come on. They wanted to see the truth in the word. Are you hearing me? This is what we need to do, saints. We need to be in the word daily. <laughs> Amen? Examine the scriptures daily. Come on. And get revelation from God. Hello? The, I say it all the time. The more we meditate on this, the more revelation we're going to get. We mow it around again and again and again and again. We meditate on it. That means you think about it. You chew on it again. You think about it again. You can chew on the same scripture over and over and over again. And you'll get more revelation. We need to love the truth, saints. Hello? That's the title, Don. Love the truth. 
Guess where the truth is found? The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. It's in here. I tell you, it's in there. It is in here. Why, why have so many people been martyred for trying to translate this into the modern language? Because the fake church didn't want the word to get into the people. Because they knew if the word got to the people, they would actually know the truth. And then they wouldn't have all the power. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on now. We got to know this. And, and many people have laid down their lives for us to have this. Right? They laid down their lives so we could have the truth in our hands. They laid down their lives so this would be translated into English, into all the other languages of the world. So we got to know it. Amen? We got to know it. God has given us his knowledge. He, he's given us his mind. He has given us how he thinks. And it's right here. Hello. It's in the Bible. And we're supposed to love it. Right? Karen, I don't know if she's, I know in the nursery she was doing it with the little ones, right? They'd kiss, they'd get their Bible, the little, they have the little, little Bibles like this, and they kiss their Bible. Let's kiss the word. Come on. We should love the word. Amen. Love the word of God. Kiss the word of God. You're kissing Jesus. Come on now. He is the word of God. Amen. Now, of course, we know these, these are alive. This isn't just black ink on a page. This is the truth from, from God himself given to us so we could live this life that we were supposed to live it. So we could think like God thinks. He gave us his knowledge. He gave it to us. So we can't be ignorant of it. Right? Let's, let's look at Hosea here. Hosea 4.6 is a familiar passage you probably heard. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lot of people stop right there. And they teach on that. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But guess what the next part says? Woo! Because you have rejected knowledge, not that it wasn't available. Is the, is the truth available right now? Oh, oh, more than ever, right? More than ever. You, you find a good preacher. You find a good preacher, like the, the, that Pastor Vernon, Pacific Bible Church. You... You find a good preacher and you listen, amen? The knowledge is available. It is available more than ever. The knowledge of God is available. So a lot of people will stop. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And they say, well, there's just not enough knowledge out there. There's just not enough. People just don't know enough yet. But he says right after that, because you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Well, that puts a whole different thought on it, doesn't it? You know, we can reject God's knowledge. Even Christians. I've seen Christians reject the word many times. And I'll tell you what, rejecting the knowledge of God, that is dangerous territory to be on. Hello? 
Now, the world rejects the knowledge of God all the time, right? And that's normal, and that is to be expected. Millions of people on this earth have closed their ears, right? I mean, this means nothing to millions of people. Nothing at all. It means nothing. They've closed their ears. And millions of people open themselves up to deception by believing lies. But Christians, no, we shouldn't be in that category, amen? The world, we understand. But if Christian rejects the truth, then we have nothing to stand on. Our foundation is gone. There's no foundation other than the truth. And if we reject the truth, we are rejecting light. Light, right? And we won't be able to see where we're going if we reject the truth. Hello. If we reject light from God, we won't be able to see. And then what's going to happen when we can't see? Uh, that's deception. Which goes right along with what we were saying earlier about James, right? We must accept the truth, but then we got to do it. James 1.22. Let's go James 1.22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. If we aren't doing the truth, guess what? We're going to be deceived. We can't just keep hearing and not doing. We got to act. We got to act. We got to act upon the word. Faith without works is. And not acting on the word of God breeds deception. Right there. Deceive yourself. Hello? If we're not acting on what God said, we are deceiving ourselves. So the real lovers of truth will do the truth. Amen? If we love God's word, guess what? We're going to do it. If we are madly in love with God, we're going to do what he said. Amen? All right. You didn't like that? We'll go on one more scripture. 2 Peter 3, verse 14. Starting in verse 14. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things... Be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. He's talking about the coming of the Lord right before this. He says, be diligent. Ooh, there, we've talked about that word. Come on. Be diligent. That means you are steady on it. You're on it all the time. You're in the scripture daily. You're talking to God daily. You're researching daily. You're thinking about God daily. You're meditating on the word daily. Diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Woo, that's some, that, oh, Peter, go. Go, Peter. <laughs> and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. People say, Jesus hasn't come yet. Yeah, he's waiting for people to get saved. Remember, he, I think it's also in 2 Peter. He says he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth to be harvested. In fact, it's right in this passage where he does talk about that because he's, he's talking about people are saying, where is his coming? Where is his coming? Why hasn't he come? Because he's waiting for the precious fruit. He's waiting for salvation of souls. That's why I say all the time, give out a book. Tell someone about Jesus. I want to get out of this place. He said when the gospel is preached to the whole world, the end will come. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Where was I? As also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. So he's talking about the, the epistles of Paul, which he goes on in verse 16. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. 17. You, therefore, beloved. Come on. He's talking to us, saints. This is talking to us right now. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware. Lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the air of the wicked. Do you think Peter was writing this for a reason? Hello? He says, beware, lest you also fall. Being led away with the air. People say, well, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you better be aware. You better understand what's happening. Lest you fall from your own steadfastness being led away with air of the wicked. Verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What does that sound like? Knowing the truth. Can people twist the scriptures? It's done all the time. Can we be led away with error? Happens all the time. We are living in days of utter deception. We are living with lies being thrown at us constantly. What do we need to do? We need to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to keep seeking Him. Keep seeking His truth. Keep growing up. In him, keep searching the scriptures daily. Stay close to him. We need to not be nonchalant about him. Nonchalant about the word of God, right? So many Christians, well, I can take it or leave it. No, no, that's the wrong attitude. No, well, you know, the pastor, he's, he's, he's the one who's supposed to know everything. And I just eat whatever he throws at me. (laughs) Come on now. You got to know it for yourself. Don't be nonchalant about this. Amen. Come on. We got got to love the truth, saints. Love the word of God. Love the B-I-B-L-E. Many Christians are way too lazy about knowing the truth. And they think, well, God's just going to rescue me if I get in trouble. He just, he, it'll all just turn out fine. No, that's, that's deception. That's not being a doer of the word. Many Christians think they cannot be deceived. And guess what that is? We talked a lot about it in the series. That is pride. But I know there's no way I could. <laughs> I'm so smart. I mean, I mean, I am so smart. I know, I know the word. There's no way I could be deceived. Ooh, you are ready for deception. 
Come on now. Pride comes before a fall. God told us what to do, yet many Christians will not do it. And if we refuse to do what God said, we are wide open for destruction. We are wide open for the devourer. And he said, if you reject my knowledge, if we reject the knowledge of God, come on, we are opening the door. We are leaving vacancy for the devil to move in. What are we talking about today? We're talking about truth. There is truth. I know we live in a day that says there is no truth, but there is. There is absolute truth. It's not wishy-washy at all. I mean, it is absolute. And the world does not like to hear that because then they have to face that God exists. They have to face that they're in sin. They have to face that they need to repent. They have to face that they need to turn to God. So nothing is true anymore. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Oh, no, there is truth. There is truth, and it is found in the B-I-B-L-E. And it is true, and it will always be true. Amen. Thank you for that amen. What are you saying today, PV? I'm saying, I'm saying knowing the truth matters. I'm saying this is not a game. Come on now. This is not a game, saints, right? This is about the salvation of your soul. This is about the salvation of your loved ones. I see such apathy in Christians, right? I, I, I see such indifference in the church. And, and it's like they don't even care if their loved ones go to hell. Hello? You hearing me? I'm saying doing the truth matters. We can't just keep a hearing and a hearing and a hearing and not a doing. We need to be the doers of the word of God. Because if we're not doers, we are self-deceived. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we need to examine this daily. Search it daily, just like the Bereans. Get in the Bible daily. Amen? Get, get on a... Get on a reading plan. Get on something where you're, you're like, I am in there daily. You will be surprised if you do that. Because all of a sudden, the scripture will start coming out of you. You'll be like, ooh, where'd that come from? You put it in so it came out. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm saying today, don't think you can't be deceived. The lies are everywhere and the devil wants to take down anybody with him he can take down. He wants to take, take anybody down that will go down with him. He wants to take people down. And don't think you're the one, you're the one that is not going to be deceived by the enemy. Well, I'm the one that will not be deceived. Remember Jesus said the one who endures until the end will be saved. You're going to have to have some endurance. Amen. We're going to have to be filled up with God. We're going to have to be filled up with the word of God. We're going to have to be filled up with the spirit of God. We're going to have to be filled up with the truth. Amen. Amen? If we're going to endure until the end, we got to be very Christian. Yeah. 
come on now. I just love that. That guy said that to us. You guys are very Christian. I tell you what, you want to make it until the end. You want to make it and hear well done from Jesus. You're going to have to be very Christian. And you're going to have to start saying no to that and no to that and yes to him. And yes to the word and yes to the truth and turning that off and turning that off because there, there is a temptation coming. There is a lie coming our way and we got to be able to turn it off. Amen. We got to be able to say no. We got to be able to detect on the inside that's a trap even though it's being spoken by a Christian. Hello? We got to be able to discern these things. We got to be able to walk in the truth and we got to know the truth to be able to do it. We got to be very Christian in these last days. We got to be vigilant, right? We hear that word over and over again from Peter. We got to be aware. We got to be all in. We got to be sold out. Amen? Amen. Come on. We, we, we got to go after God like he is all that matters. Because what? He is the only thing that matters. Come on now. People go after all kinds of things like it's all that matters. What about him? Hello. We got to really, truly, really, truly, 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 truly love the truth of God. Not just think this is a good book. Not just think there's some good stuff in there. Come on. We got to really, truly know this. It's got to be. It's got to be, saints. If you don't want to get deceived in these days, you better get in here. You better open this up and you better start studying and reading what's in here because God gave it to us for a reason. And Jesus said, take heed that no one deceives you for a reason. And Paul warns us and Peter warns us and the warnings are all over the word of God, all over the place. So if we ignore all the warnings from God, we are setting ourselves up for deception. You hearing me today? We need to start at the top. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't you love truth? I just love truth. I really love truth. And, and I know God has all the truth. And I love to meditate on the truth. I love to hear the truth. And I love to turn off things that are not truth. Amen. Could I get some keys this morning, Paige? You know, one thing I, I, know, I was thinking about this the other day. I've really noticed this recently. And it's, it's, it's very interesting. But I, I, I've noticed, I've talked with a few people that, that uh, are in church like all the time. I mean, they are like here, right? And, and, I, and I noticed through our conversation that they recognized subtle deceptions. I was like, inside I'm going, whoa. They recognized that deception. <laughs> and it made me excited. Come on now. Come on. Put God first. Amen?
There's, there, there is a lot about being in the body. I, I've been in the body my whole Christian life. And I believe that has kept me on track. So we need to meet together as the Bible says, right? Because it, it's a doer, right? You want to be doers. But we got to put God first. We got to make him number one. We got to put him first. If there's any a time, any time you, you, ooh man, if there's any time to put God first, it's right now. This is the time to put God first. In these days we live in, come on, meeting with the body, doing the word. We got to do it. We got to do what God said to do. Otherwise we're set up, we're setting ourselves up for deception. And I'm a coach, right? I'm coaching you. How to stay out of deception. You got to choose to do it, though. You got to choose to listen. I, I've met many, many, many Christians. I've told certain things. I'm like, if you do this and this, I think you just, you're going to be, it's going to be just right on for you. And many of them have said, yeah, I don't want to do that. Every way, do what you want to do, right? I, I don't, I, I can't make anybody do anything. All I can do is tell you what the truth says. And then you go, you go, you go meditate on for yourself, amen. You meditate on that for yourself. You get a revelation from God for yourself. And then when you get that revelation, do it. Do it. Come on now. Come on, saints. We have to choose to love the truth. It's our choice. It's our choice to love this. It's our choice. Come on, it's our choice to, to go after this. It's our choice to love God's truth. And I tell you what, that armor is very important, right? Because the belt of truth, that's gonna keep us, that's gonna keep us stable. The belt, man, holds up the pants, right? The belt, the belt will keep you stable. And you gotta have it till your sword is ready to go. You're ready anytime with the truth. You're ready to pull out the sword and chop the devil up. Like Jesus. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And he's like, oh, this guy actually knows the word. I'm going to have to. Be. I'll be back later. I'll try again, but I'm out right now. I'm out. Remember, he left Jesus for a season. He comes back. That's why we're, we're never on break. There's no breaks. There's no coffee breaks for the Christian. Not in the spiritual. And then I thought of this scripture. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I said, man, I got to put that in there because if 3 John 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Come on. John was so excited when he heard that the people that he called children Come on, the people that were under his spiritual leadership walked in truth. He has no greater joy. Man, that, that, that was like, ooh, yes, yes. Come on, just like I was saying, when I was talking to a couple of people and I noticed they noticed subtle deception. I'm like, yes, they saw it. <laughs> Come on now. The devil is tricky, saints. And he is trying to get in, but we're not going to let him in. I said we're not going to let him in. We're going to close the door. We're going to know the truth. 
We're going to continue in the word as Jesus said to do. If you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples and you will be free indeed. That's us. That's us. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you gave us your word. We thank you that you gave us your knowledge and we are not going to reject it. We are not going to reject any of your word. It, none of your word is subject to skepticism. We believe it. We receive it. We act upon it. We do it. And then we do it all again. And we meditate on it. And we get revelation of it. And we do it. And we meditate on it. And we get revelation of it. And we do it. And we do it. And we do it. We're going to do your truth. We're going to know your truth. We're going to walk in the truth. And Father, we know if we do, the enemy will not trick us. The enemy will not be able to deceive us because we're doers of your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for loving us so much, Father. Thank you, you love us. You really, really, truly love us. And you gave us your truth so that we would not be deceived and we would end up in heaven. We would end up in your presence. We would end up hearing well done from Jesus. So we choose the truth today. We choose you. We choose Jesus at every turn. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I always like to end every service with a salvation call. To be saved, you, you got to love the truth. Because real Christianity is about turning your back on the world. Right? John said, John said, if, if the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not in you. So real, real Christianity, you turn away from the world and you turn to truth. Come on. And you never turn back. I said you never turn back. You don't turn back. You face the truth. You look at the truth the rest of your life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Everybody has sinned. Everybody has fallen short. God has provided an answer. We deserve hell. We deserve eternal death. But God gives us eternal life through Jesus our Lord. If you confess Jesus with your mouth, believe in your heart that he has risen from the dead, you will be saved. And that takes a revelation of the truth. We're going to talk about that on Youth on Wednesday. I'll give you a preview. You got to have a revelation of the truth. When I got born again at the age of 19, I knew that Jesus was alive. I knew he was speaking to me. I knew he was calling me and I bowed my knee to him and I gave my heart to him. I gave my life to him. I gave everything to him. That's the way it should be done. But you gotta, you got to love the truth to come to Jesus because he is the truth. So if you today are not, whether you're here, you're online, and you, do, you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you say, I love truth. I love Jesus. I want in the kingdom. I want to be saved. I want to come out of the kingdom of darkness. I want to come out of Satan's rule. If that's you today, 
That's your heart's cry right now. Pray this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I only want your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe Jesus is alive. I call Jesus Lord. I call him my master. I call him my savior forever. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for eternal life. Thank you for making me a new creation. Thank you for putting your spirit in me. Teach me your ways. Show me your ways. And I will walk in them. And I will be a doer of your word. Thank you, Father, that I am now born again. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time today, you have become a born-again Christian. You have been changed on the inside. Don't look for the outside change. Look for the inside change. When I got up from my knees, I knew I had been changed on the inside. And I didn't know all the terms then. I didn't know new creation. I didn't know I was made the righteousness of God in Christ. I didn't know any of that, but I knew I was changed. And I started serving the Lord. So I say, if you want to get serious, if you want to truly be a disciple and not just play games with God, first of all, tell someone Jesus is your Lord. Be bold about your faith. Don't hide it. Don't hide it. Amen. Be bold. Be bold about your faith. One reason I was thinking yesterday when I was mowing out there uh, for the signs, I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of churches that wouldn't put up those signs. they don't they're gonna be that bold but we're gonna be bold here amen we're gonna be bold for jesus we are not ashamed of jesus man you walk in you talk to some people talk walk in some churches like are you ashamed of jesus in here what's going on come on no 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 we should not be ashamed of jesus any any way any way shape or form well we don't want to defend anybody too bad Talk about Jesus, talk about the blood, talk about hell, talk about everything in the Word of God. Because the world has to see and hear the truth. That's why we got truth on the road. I guarantee you, a lot of people driving by have never heard some of those statements. <laughs> Come on now. You got to be bold, amen? Are we, are we getting some bold saints in here? Good. We need more boldness. Amen. Get your book. Give it away this week. Amen. Secondly, devour the word of God. Just don't snack on it. We talked a lot about that today, but we got to devour this. Amen. We got to devour it. Thirdly, be in an on-fire church. Meet with the body in a hot on-fire church that's full of the Holy Spirit. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We talk about that a lot. Uh, often. We talk about that often, but... If you don't pray in tongues yet, you better get the gift. You're going to need it in these days. And you're going to need to pray in tongues, get revelation from God. Fifthly, start serving in the body. Don't just be a talker, be a doer of the word. Six, worship and pray and praise as much as you possibly can during your day. Don't forget about him. Talk to him, praise him, thank him. When you're going down to the restroom, when you're going down the hallway, it is not wrong at all to say thank you. 
thank you, Jesus. I love you, my God. Talk to him, right? Don't forget about him. Talk to him all day long. Amen. Seventh, and most importantly, for every person that calls themselves a Christian, you no longer belong to you. You belong to him. He paid the price for you, and you received it. And so you belong to him. He is master. He is Lord. And we need to do what he said to do. Because whatever he said to do will lead us to the blessing. That's why James said, the doer of the word is blessed. God is always, always trying to get us to a blessing. So our obedience to him is a good thing. Even when our, our flesh says, no, no. In fact, our flesh might cry, right? No, I don't want to do it. Our spirit says, I'll do it. Come on. And then we put down the flesh. Paul, that's the old man. We put away that old man and we put on the new man and we obey. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, let's, let's just give him praise for a moment. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your heart. Lift your hands. Give God some praise in this place. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. We praise you. you to be able to see what I see. I want you to see it. But you're going to have to be knowledgeable of what I have said in my word. I have given you the word. Many have paid the price for that word to be in your hands. Don't neglect what I have given you. Don't fall behind. Don't fall behind in your study of the scriptures. Don't fall behind in the light from the scriptures. Don't go back. Don't go backwards. Don't be a backslider. Go forward. 
go forward and I will reveal to you what you want to see. I will reveal to you what you need to see. But it is on your shoulders to do what I've said to do and go after the word, go after the truth. And then I will reveal it and you will see it and the blessing will show up and you will be rejoicing because you know, you know where the blessing came from and you know why it showed up. So don't neglect, don't neglect what I have said to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We receive that word. We receive it, Father. We are not going to neglect your truth. No. We are going to study it. We are going to search it out daily. And we know, Father, the light will come on. And we will know what to do and when to do it. Father, I thank you today for words from heaven. I thank you for words I've never thought of, just as we prayed at the beginning. I thank you, Father. I take no glory. I take no credit. I know I deserve hell without Jesus. But I thank you that I have Jesus. I thank you that Christ is in me. I thank you for eternal life. As we go from here, Father, we thank you the angels of God are encamped round about us. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. No evil shall befall us and no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. A thousand shall fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come nigh us. Only with our eyes shall we see the reward of the wicked. The we no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You forgive all our iniquities and you heal all of our diseases. And you redeem our life from destruction crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfy our mouth with good things so our youth is renewed like the eagles. We thank you, Father, for your promises today. We walk in it. We thank you for it. And we give you all the glory today in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.